Today on our show. We're going down <laughs> only the top 10 bands of all time. All time. Let's go, Polly. Welcome to episode 438 of the Countdown Podcast. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the show. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness. And today, get ready for a clash of tastes. One would think, yes. A civil war, if it were, as it were, mm. in terms of musical sensibilities. Because Wayne and I have never seen eye-to-eye music. We have a very small Venn diagram yes, crossover, crossover. in the middle. Really. I expect there to be no crossover whatsoever today. No, there will be because there's one that I like, um, and you know, Ooh. yeah, and all of yours will have distortion pedal in it. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> and I have one distortion band in it. <laughs> Which you will think is criminally low. And I am not going to make any apologies for my list. These are my favorite bands. I had a short list of 16. I agonized over how to get it down to the 20 10. 20 was my list. Okay, 20 for you, 16 for me. And then where I was going to put them in, what order I was going to put them in. And I came up with some ridiculous logic, particularly late last night, around how they fell, where they fell. And I'm not going to apologize. I'm just going to say we know. This we is, know we've yeah. missed lots and lots of wonderful bands, but we had one exclusionary criteria. What was it, Wayne? It had to be, the members within the band had to be more than two. Right, right. So no Royal Blood on my list, as good as that band is, probably wouldn't have made it anyway. Who the fuck is Royal? Okay. <laughs> Royal Blood Brothers, that's it, two of them. You Sound know, like a full band. I'll tell you this about my list. I think I mentioned this in the, like, I, I like a lot of old people music, okay? And, as the, and I mean, like, some of them, like, kind of a little bit before my time kind of thing, so... There'll be a, a hint of 70s through my list kind of thing. You know, with a bit of bit of other shit. That's right. That kind of 70s? Yeah, it's too old for this shit. I'm <laughs> telling you. So, uh, But, you know, that's, that's the fun of the show, people. That's the fun. Yeah. Paul saying that's shit and me saying that's shit, Paul. And then like, we're both shit together. Shade at each other's list, as that's it says, right. on the tin. But before we get there to this very straightforward list, let's get into back into some recount. It was missing last week. Let's do this shit. Who wants a recount? Who? Recounts our mailing list. Paul, what's up? The vote. No, we're way behind these votes. And I think we might have to try and bring it together because I think people are like, that was like four weeks ago, you dickhead, or three weeks ago. It's really <laughs> really hard to remember. So this is from 435, who had the superior list of sci-fi films of the 21st century. 36 mm. votes. I won't bury the lead. I won comfortably 27 votes to nine. Fuck. But in, in this a, is your wheelhouse. In so a bit it, of a, it was my wheelhouse. But that said, Jamie Davies, Wayne didn't have District 9 as list. Vote for Wayne. He, like, he doesn't like District 9. No. Wow. Jason Bass is voting for Wayne as Edge of Tomorrow and Un- Unbreakable are just some straight up great choices. So you had True. some absolute love here. Choice Spinner, the man who puts the list up there for people to Heater read upon and a wonderful gentleman himself said, sold this all around except for the god awful Avatar. So it's a vote for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Jesse Dixon said voting for Paul because Wayne had 47 Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> is it my fault the man is a legend? <laughs> Smiley Samani said Avatar Wayne? Really? And War of the Worlds? Paulie gets this point. So you're incensed a few people there. Wow, I thought they were popular. And Jonathan Kidd said voting Paul even though District 9 is an impacted anus. So people don't like District 9? Well, apparently a couple of people. Very interesting. Grant Lennon from the uh, Milk Podcast uh, with a final word said uh, just, just to clarify we are voting for the best list or a collection of Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> <laughs> One would say they're the same thing, Paul. <laughs> Bro. 
I just have to say, we have some very funny people, very funny listeners, and they do give us some wonderful feedback every oh, week. No, that's Stick around until the end of the show today to hear their feedback on their top 10 bands. And of course, as you can imagine, it's very eclectic and all over the place. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping for some fireworks to fire off by yeah. the end <laughs> of this episode. Then I want to throw back to the funny jokes episode, which is <laughs> really tanked. But Robert, <laughs> Robert Fuller put up a, a, a joke which sent it late and I thought this one was, was pretty funny. Go on. Three Olympic athletes are in their locker rooms talking together bef- about their talents. One says, I believe I have the longest jump in the world. The second says, I believe I have the fastest dash in the world. And the third sheepishly says, I believe I have the smallest dick in the world. <laughs> yeah. They chuckle but agree that they need to submit to the Guinness Book of World Records. The next time they gather, the male comes in with the results. Cheerily, they opened up all their results. The long jumper shouts, I did it. I have the longest jump. The dasher says, me too. I'm the fastest after all. Finally, the third opens up his letter, stunned, and he says, who the fuck is Wayne Arusa? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, no, I Robert. sort of saw it coming about three seconds before. The, oh, here it is. So, but no, that's great. That's not bad at all. Okay, that's one you can adapt to any one of your friends. That's right. That's Including right. me, obviously. Yes. <laughs> right choice there by it's Robert as well. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. And I am Asian, so, you know, it, w- it just works. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much for that one, Robert. And thanks to everyone get back to us with their feedback on the show or indeed the topics. Let's get into it then. On the other side of this music queue, which I have to pick out of bands that we haven't picked. It's, <laughs> it's our top 10 bands of all time. You can. You, you can dance and you can jive this episode as long as you like as we count down. May I just say, Abba was a very late chop off at the end of my list. Total honorable mention. The, the Jumped, jumped in, in Bands of the Time. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's a topic, of course, of this week's canon. So late chopping out for you there. Yeah, yeah, way. yeah. That almost was my number 10 yeah, because Abba is fucking amazing. Look, and it's not normally the kind. Co- kind of band I would listen to but I do like that song and some of their songs are great so. yeah and they're not just a vocal group either like everyone played not everyone the two dudes played music instruments. <laughs> <laughs> the two chicks looked hot okay gotcha that's right alright who's gonna go first today Um, look I'm I'm gonna be the less impressive one so let's go with <laughs> I don't me. think that's fair <laughs> I think your yours will be much more eclectic than my list my list is pretty one lane mine is okay right. well how about this right. if I go first I'll go first okay alright take it away my first one is kind of indicative of my list like this is it's it's there's old people here now this group, you might easily sort of like uh, kind of rubbish or, 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 you know, like discount as like, ah, it's a, it's a sort of a hokey group, this, that. But I actually went to see these folks live, not 10 years ago, I would say. And That's they, a good question. How many of the bands on your list have you seen live? Uh, well, a lot of them are from the 70s, so not many. But yeah, this one is, is yeah, I did see live and they were amazing. And it's the Beach Boys. Ah. Well, it's the Beach Boys. Now, these folks here, it's a very weird thing because you would think the Beach Boys are like, ah, it seems like they're just guys who kind of are singing on a beach somewhere. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Turns out they, they, they named their band because none of them could surf. But, that um, makes sense. Yes. But Brian Wilson, who is arguably the guy who wrote it all, he's actually got tons of mental issues and stuff like that. But I think the tight harmonies and stuff are actually its own kind of music. 
there's a lot of bands like Dan and Gene or whatever. Dan and whatever. So there's, there's people who actually try to sound like the Beach Boys after the Beach Boys. But the Beach Boys stuff itself is amazing. Oh, you, get, have, you get a good successful band. Everyone's going to come out and try and sound like you. Absolutely. Look like you. Thank exactly. you, Cypress Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So they've had, they've sold over 100 million records worldwide. And um, that's how you know they're old records. Records, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing, people. Like albums used to be a thing, not just Spotify fucking plays. Yeah, if and you said albums, I would have felt better about it. But you said records. Records, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, and so uh, my, I mean, I'm no one doesn't know the Beach Boys, right? My personal favorite is this one I've given to Paul. To this play. is your personal favorite. This, this is, is not the one favorite. I would have gone for. I know. There's a. This is the thing with some of these bands. There's like ten you could have picked. And this is the interesting thing because you got to pick a song as well as exactly. the band to represent it. Right. So I this one for me has always been, ironically, the most fun one. Uh, and uh, I like the sound of it most. But they've done a million things which could be great. Polly, hit it. There we go. And with the radio blasting, goes cruising just as fast as she can Okay. I think what I like about that is the that part of it. It's like, oh, that's kind of a nice kind of a like accent on it. It kind of works. Yeah, you know who sounds a lot like that song through most of his career? Who? Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> really? I think so. I'm sure there's some influences there. He does wear a Hawaiian shirt all the time. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. So yeah, Beach Boys, my fun, number fun, ten. Fun is a representation. What okay. would you've gone with? I, like, I really like you know um, California Kokomo. Girls. Oh, Kokomo, Kokomo. Here's the thing, right? And this is like that's a, post their big to you. No, no, but this is it. Our age, right? Yeah. I said this to an ex-girlfriend of mine who liked a lot of old music, and we always we came in when these bands were having a resurgence. Yeah, coming up. So Kokomo comes in after like you know all the and I even like still cruising off that album. Oh my god, still cruising that album. That, that's big because of Lethal Weapon two. That album. Right. Still, Lithium too, was yeah, because still cruising was on the on the Lithium soundtrack. Still cruising after yeah. all and that's such years. a sh- like it's actually look we like the song I like the song but it's such a sad song because these cunts are like two hundred years yeah, old yeah. in that clip oh, which was fucking them all on that Kokomo clip they're all dead. Yeah, John Stamos wasn't is that, the drummer. Wasn't the wasn't that clip for cocktail, cocktail baby? Yeah. Tom Cruise never never not relevant. <laughs> all right then, so to kick things off with a bang, I think it's fair to say and. Given our Patreon story very recently, some time with us here. My number 10 favorite band of all time is Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need to be a patron to understand why that joke is funny. It'll probably be out around about the same time that this episode drops. Look, Metallica, I got on the band Wagon late. Did you? So I got on around about the time of the Black Album, which is where a lot of the old hardcore fans say that the band started to drop away. But the Unforgiven is one of my favorite there songs. There it is. I knew time. I knew that that would be the not gonna, song you Not going to pick the one, that one. Oh, okay, I'm okay. actually going to go really, really controversial with the song I'm going to pick here. Interesting. But I just think this, as a as a band, which I would say stayed relevant for a good 20, maybe 25 years and were constantly evolving and doing something different. And this is the reason why I've chosen this song, Metallica. Yeah, they're big headbanging days. Master of Puppets, incredible song. Got a new resurgence in the Stranger Things latest mm-hmm, season, mm-hmm. of course. And then we get things like One, which is an absolutely amazing song and very, very powerful and poignant in what it's saying. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Yeah, and then we get into, you know, I think the Black Album's fucking phenomenal and just about every track on it's very, very good, but Enter Sandman, Unforgiven and the like. That's the one that everyone knows, right? Well, again, Our Age? Yeah. Yes, because that peaked, like I think it's 991 from vague memory. I apologize to Metallica fans because I don't have it here in front of me. I'm trying to do this one off the top of my head. And then, then we get into Loaded, Reloaded, and then there's some good songs in there. Don't get me the memory remains. I quite like as a song. 
But then they hit this, they go, you know what, let's reinvent ourselves again. Let's do something very different again. And they play with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra as conducted by Michael Kamen, the guy who wrote lots really? and lots of musical scores, yeah, including Lethal yeah. Weapon. Yeah. Uh, and this was released in 1999 and it's called S&M, being Symphony and Metallica. Really? And it's a live concert where they play, they weave together lots of their classic songs with symphony. Is and it good? Absolutely fucking incredible. Really? Blew my mind. And they released one track off this, which was a new song. And that's the one that I'm going to choose called No Leaf Clover. And here it is. Taste of that there. Is that who's that lead guitarist? Is it James Hetfield? Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. Did you see that Metallica doco? Some kind of monster. Yeah, that yes. one where they were recruiting the bass player and all that sort of stuff. I found it was very re- re- like brave of them to actually release that because it shows what dickheads they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it shows that they're they're reasonable human. Well, not reasonable. They're f- real human beings who all fight and argue and whatever else. And yeah, but they kind of like dicking, like these guys are fuckwits. But yeah, look, they obviously have endured and are clearly one of the biggest acts in the world. So I don't mind. I mean, like that's, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely your jam. It absolutely is. And I, again, I chose something rather than having the vocals and something iconic, but they're just to show that melding of, of orchestra with Look, it's a cool idea. Metal. Put and an orchestra was, with that. It's really, it was a really great album and one which still gets rotation for me almost almost a quarter of a century later, which just kind of blows my mind. They're still going around. They're still doing their thing. Hats off to them. Not many bands have lasted that long. And most of the original band members are, well, more than half of them are still there. So Okay. Well, done. well done. Okay, cool. Well, speaking of your jam, Paul, I have to apologize because I know this band's going to be in oh, your shit. list. Oh, shit. All right. And they are, you may consider them low, but if in the in the greater scope of my the list. The fact they have made your list, I should be pleased. Yeah. In the scope of my list, this is where they are simply because I love other bands more, but I understand in many people who would be probably the top of their list. Is Nirvana. Didn't make my list. Didn't make your list. Honorable mention. Ladies and gentlemen, when Ooh. we were kids, okay, me and Paul, I have this memory of you and me being on YCS camp or fucking yeah. student council camp, right? And Paul had Nevermind, the it was album. definitely the, the CD. I was in student council. Okay, there you go. <laughs> this, uh, this, he had that Nevermind CD, right? And there was like, and I remember like that, that baby with the fucking dollar bill on the cover. We're right? talking about top 10 albums of all time. You are now talking my jam, right. which and one I, day we'll do, I'm sure. Sure. And we never, uh, I never really knew anything about Nirvana, but I started listening to shit on this. On, and I was like, this, this band has definitely got something. Once again, if you listen to our Patreon, I actually mentioned something about Kurt mm-hmm. Cobain. Um, <laughs> a lot of throwbacks, <laughs> lot of throwbacks here. Because I thought you'd be, uh, uh, you'd have it on your list, I didn't choose Teen Spirit, okay? Which is their most iconic which song, Which is their most sure. song. I chose this one, which I when I heard it, I went, oh, this is actually a lot more it's, look, I, I just found it really interesting and the way that it was put together and the sort of like, yeah, the, when the chorus comes in, I was like, oh shit, look at that. I would argue this is my favorite. Yeah? Nirv- now I'm seeing what's in front of me. The, my favorite Nirvana song as well. And it is widely regarded as one of their better songs. But is it? certainly not as iconic as no. Smells Like Teen Spirit. So, But yeah, check Great choice, out. great choice. Lithium, ladies and gentlemen. In our days, cause I found God.
just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Like that's arrangement. That's writing, people. That's execution. So I remember being really impressed with that. And obviously, because the song is called Lithium, that explains why it goes quiet, quiet, quiet. Yeah, I'm like ah, very cool. So you know, that's me. Exactly, fantastic album. Great choice. Nice to hear that on list. I'm glad Nirvana gets the surprise. Not on yours, bro. It was one. It was my twelfth. It was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Late, late, late. And now that may really surprise people. Why at my number nine then is where it is, but. I can't deny it. the reason. If Nirvana had hung around, if Kurt Cobain hadn't done, yeah, what they had done, a short run because and of obvious ob- for obvious reasons. And had they released another two, three albums, or four or five albums, or still been with us today, then no doubt they would be. I, I believe, but because their impact for me was really two albums, mm. two albums only, it that's why they dropped off the list. Like I said, I was trying to come up with reasons to rationalize yeah, yeah, yeah. where that's they how these, That's how these lists go. And so I ended up prioritizing bands that have had a greater impact on me over a larger number of albums. Me too. Longevity is, an, yes. is a factor in my yes. list. Yes, so I guess that's a much shorter and succinct way of saying it. My number nine is my only Australian band on my list. It's a local band from Perth. Oh my. What? And I probably... <laughs> Who the fuck could this be? It's not fair to put this song out there because they refuse to always play this song anymore. But this is a song I fell oh, in love with yeah, them over. Oh Paul loves this band. <laughs> and... Over subsequent years, when they got big, at least in Australia, I don't know if they've ever ever cracked it big worldwide. So it's gonna be a lot of people going, "What the fuck is this shit?" If you're not from Australia, at the very least, I'm talking Eskimo Joe. Yep. yep. And one of my favorite songs of all time, called "Sweater." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hear it. About school, it made me edge because it was made of wool. Leather pound buttons and a monkey shit brown. Everywhere I go, people put me down. When I go on the little bottom bounds up, makes me look like I got a bad, bad gun. Ladies and gentlemen, this is to me, this is how I knew Paul in the 90s. To me, 1999, I think this one was okay, late 90s, there. early aughts, right? So, this is how Paul, this is, well, for me, that's what his music taste sounds like. And it's kind of an odd song, sweater, because that's a very American term. We actually call sweaters jumpers over here, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So sometimes uh, cardies. Sometimes, well, no, it's a whole different thing, Paul. That's buttons, different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this band then actually went on to they did a song called "From the Sea," which is a lot bigger. Yeah, their biggest album I think here was two thousand and one, two thousand no two thousand four, where that was a song as a city and, and has all those songs like you just mentioned there. And then they had Black Fingers, Red Wine as well. But that's the thing. Inshallah, I like from two thousand and nine. Ghost of the Past. I've got some songs still on my playlist now so they endured for me for over a decade as being a band that were appointment for me that i would oh, i'll buy that album i'll listen to every track and i'll pick the ones i like and mm-hmm. put them on my mm-hmm. itunes and the like so that's like when why. you to do that yeah yeah well yeah as opposed <laughs> to having it streaming and whatever, you just go, whatever although you can i just say you know segue for a moment Please. anyway bought a new computer recently it's magnificent it's fast it doesn't crash audacity works i've not lost one single project since i did this fantastic it's wonderful but i made stupid but like momentary Lapse of reason choice. I'm like, oh, yeah, sync my libraries. And now my fucking phone and my it's iTunes got 10 do copies? not talk to each other. Really? And it's trying to find Paul and Wayne's, you know, whatever. Well, you know, when I've done our episodes and just played it through iTunes, because I play all my music through iTunes. Yeah. And it can't find it. And so it's crashed my fucking car, Apple CarPlay. It's just fucked everything. So. No! Uh, That's fucked I'm when that happens, bro. Very close to dumping Apple altogether and going over to Spotify, I've got to say. YouTube music, Paul. <laughs> just trust me, okay? How's that going to play in my Apple CarPlay? Just use fucking something else then, cunt. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, what? just... I don't know. YouTube music is better than any Spotify, Apple music, eat a dick. I'm telling you. All right, so word. Um, okay, nice one. 
Eskimo Joe, that they got more serious the further on they went. Like they won't play that song very often at all. No, what they did was they, they the insane class kind of posse themselves. We don't do that anymore. You yeah. know, it was like that. Bit so. of that action, but it's still very, very fun, and they've got some awesome sing along songs as well as some really you know heartfelt kind of great ballads and like. But another song, uh, Black Fingernails, Red Wine. There's another taste of Eskimo Joe. If you're looking for it, nice. Okay, cool. Well, my number eight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there was a stage around my late teens where for some reason I got into this band. They're called Steve Miller Band. And no bearing the lead this time. That's right. Um, and I had never even smoked weed at that stage, and I still like this band. <laughs> it is well known to be a stoner band. They basically are a classic rock band, and they're known for a lot of stuff like Abracadabra, Abracadabra, that song. Yeah, a lot of shit like that. And they also, like I said, uh, a lot of stoners like them. Um, They, in fact, turned up at a a Blues and Roots Festival in Perth one time, and I went just to go there and try and smoke weed. So (laughs) it's a long time ago, people. Now, uh, you also may know Fly Like an Eagle, Tick Tock, Tick Doo 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 Doo, or Airliner, Big Old Jet Airliner. Uh, but the one that I really like, which everyone probably knows, is this one right here. And it's the reason I liked them in the first place and looked at all their back catalog. Hit us with the Joker, Paul. Here it comes. Because I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home. Because I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a Joker. I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I, I just realized why they're a stoner band. He's a smoker and a toker, Polly. <laughs> a midnight toker. So there you go. It's absolutely not my speed at all. You've lost me I there. Know, I've got nothing more to add. I know you like this song, but other than that, and I know Abracadabra, yeah, yeah. but I couldn't tell you another single thing. This is one of my favorite About Steve things. Miller or his band. Yeah, it's great. Um. Certainly, meets the, uh, certainly meets the brief. Yeah, it's my thing. <laughs> Top 10 bands. <laughs> Steve Miller. I'll take it, Paul. I'll take it. (laughs) All right. My number eight, then. Tragically cut short. This one just got over that line slightly longer than Nirvana. And they actually disappeared for a lot of years before they came together for one last album, which I'm not as big a fan of. But Chris Cornell, before he tragically committed suicide, was one of the voices of a generation, at least for me, that whole alternative rock grunginess of Soundgarden through the 90s. Where their big three, Bad Motor Finger, Super Unknown, and Down on the Upside, those three albums were quintessentially my 90s. And to this day, I still listen to several tracks from them, which blow my mind. So I, I warring over which one should I play. But I'm, Surely it's... I'm going to go Black Hole. Somewhere. Of course you are. But I could easily have gone with Head Down, which is probably my favorite track off that album in the right mood. But Black Hole Down is the most recognizable song and the one which haunts... Most people who love Soundgarden's heads to this day. You know, Motorfinger is a great name for a vibrator. I'm just saying. Keep going. <laughs> Bad Motorfinger, not so much. Black Hole Down, less so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Head Down could be another alternative. Oh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've discovered a new fucking vein of humor. <laughs> vein of humor, there's one. All right, let's just go, Polly. <laughs> Black hole sun, won't you come? Wash away the rain. Black hole sun, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Yeah, that's as powerful and as 
recognizable a riff, I think, as you need. To be fair, I, I saw a video of him doing this uh, acoustic one time, and it was just as fucking good. And His I'm voice. Like, this guy's got it. He's done Ava Maria. It's really? just It's just a different different voice altogether. It was yeah, a yeah. Tragic, right from tragic the back, loss. isn't it? He is, and Soundgarden is, I will never, of course, get to see them, one of the only two bands on my list that I have not seen live. May I so. just say, the music video to that clip freaks me the hell out because of the bulging eyes, the fact that they put on it. It's like, I just couldn't handle it. But it was uh, very different for its time, that's for sure. It was very freaky, so yeah. There yeah, Metallica's the other one I've never seen live, so. Oh, I'm yeah. surprised. Well, still time. Um, Everybody else on my list, I have a scene. Wish I could say the same, especially about this band. Now, someone asked me recently, what's your favorite song of all time? And that's a really tough question to oh, answer, right? And that's the last music episode we ever do. Oh, dude. I, well, I actually think I know the answer, and it's done by this band. Good. Okay. All right? And it's a really weird one, and if you know what a pussy I am, it's not a surprise. But I believe that my favorite song, for various reasons, mostly the execution and, and, the, and, and the, the production on the song, is If You Leave Me Now by this band wow. Chicago. I had no idea. I know, right? And I even I wouldn't have thought that. You'd think it'd be a John Mayer song or something, but it's not. It's yes. actually this one here. Um, Sh- Chicago is a 1967 band. It's when they started, so well before my time. You mean and Chicago. Chicago. The Chicago way. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> and Peter Satira has this voice, which is weird. And you know that song from Karate Kid? I am the man who... Yes. That one? That's him on right. his own, all right? all right? So it's one of those old songs, and they do a bit hokey, but I'm I sure, love... I'm sure there's a bit of effects going on to help that out. If you watch this video you're about to watch, well, Paul, because okay. he's playing off it, um, he's, yeah, there's, I'm no, sure just, there's it's some... It's just a static image that you, what the video... Oh, is that? Oh, okay. Well, there must be something that they're doing to it, but for whatever reason they do, like Steely Dan did that. They actually kept on, they're like 10 different voices, and they looped them and looped them mm-hmm. and looped them. But uh, whatever the effect is, I love this song. It's If You Leave Me Now by Chicago. Hit us up, Paulie. Chicago! Wow, I, I know, no <laughs> I know, idea. and it's like it, when you hear that, my favorite song is this one, and then you know, a thousand pussies dry up. I understand, <laughs> I understand. It's not a particularly, you know, banging tune or whatever, but like all of those strings in the back and the execute, I don't know. I just love it. So yeah, if you leave me now, Chicago, my number seven. Very impressively different. Wasn't expecting it. Don't think anyone's gonna be expecting my number seven. It's the only contemporary band on my list. Well, well, well. Yes. Really? In terms of. A band which is more renowned, probably still in the prime today, than any other band on my list, which is Faded Right Out slash only releases albums every once in a while, like Metallica. Go on. Type thing. It's a band called Silver Sun Pickups. Uh, I've heard of these people. Silver Sun Pickups uh, uh, came into existence, if I can put it that way, or <laughs> no, they formed. <laughs> <laughs> Turned up. Around the turn of the century, so in 2000. So it's 23 years they've been playing together. And they didn't release their debut AP, though, until 2005. And their big song off their first album was called Lazy Eye, which is probably their most well-known song and one which I instantly fell in love with. It's one mm-hmm. of my best 20 songs of all time. Well, I'm not going to play that one, though. Okay. Instead, and this is why it's gotten and crept so high on my list at number seven. This is a band where every album, two, three, four songs off it, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. That's fucking awesome. I love that song too. And in fact, I showed you this song about a month ago, Wayne, and said, I've fallen in love with this song. Paul sometimes does that, everyone. And yeah. I completely missed this release of this album about a year ago. It's from their latest album 
called Physical Thrills, and it goes like this. That's definitely. I actually remember you playing that, and me going, "That's a good. That's a that's a jaunty little track." I actually quite like that part there as well. So, uh, good choice. I've never like I, I'm barely familiar with them, but that's a nice little tune. If you're into that kind of sort of sound, that sort of distortionary alternative music, they are absolutely the band for you. And all their albums, as I said, have you know what's some nice. The cut of the ding 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 ding. It's like yeah. it's like it's sort of like offbeat. It's really cool. And they have the, the lead singer, the main lead singer is male, and the female sort of singer who was at the start of that little clip she sings too, and they kind of interlace and, and weave out of one another and uh, there's an excellent excellent song off a couple of albums ago called circadian rhythm and it's the song i associate with us losing our friend scott so mm. that song like really? i listened to it a lot of that time and now it's stuck in my head and okay yeah i use it when i go for long runs and i'm always very appreciative of, of scott at those sort of yeah, moments. yeah. So, yeah that's why they are so close to my heart silver sun pickups is my number seven very nice uh and now for a band that i imagine everyone's heard of it is, um, well, it's Fleetwood Mac, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and now for something completely different. Yes. Uh, now, I did see Fleetwood Mac live not too long ago, probably about two, three years ago. Um, and there wasn't any Lindsay Buckingham. They, in fact, replaced that guitarist with Neil Thin. Oh, wow. I know. It was an interesting kind of show, but it was, it was really, really house good. Then. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. It was just one. But, like, yeah. We had, um, so they've done a lot of stuff that, uh, probably their most well-known song is Dreams. But my favorite one of theirs, and there's tons, there's like the chain, there's fucking all this, is uh, this song, which Paul, I'm sure, will love because it featured on the soundtrack to Forrest Gump. Uh, <laughs> Despite that, I think this is a good song. This is a great song. Let's hear Own Way, Paul. Let's go. Go Your Own Way? Yeah. I just call it that because I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool like, as shit. Just... You know how we do? I could have called it Go. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, you Chris Pratt of that then. <laughs> sounds exactly like something Chris Pratt would say. <laughs> Star Lord. Here we go. as much as we're allowed to play yeah um i this song to me sounds like a road trip that's what it just sounds like there's a couple songs like that so uh yeah absolutely love it fleetwood mac hope it's one of your faves too nice almost the halfway point of the list then am i number six is a band which sounds a lot like some of the other bands on my list (laughs) (laughs) funny hat (laughs) no actually this is a little bit different in that this is one of those bands which i loved at their peak uh, okay. In fact, I think this is one of the finest. Their best album, 13 Tales from Urban Bohemia, I think is one of the greatest albums of all time. But lately, their shit is shite. Oh, I've so fallen, they've fallen so from far off the bandwagon because otherwise, this could have been. Yeah, they're still on your list. They are because I'm going with that bulk of their 90s into the hey, early hey. 2000s, into mid 2000s, I'd say. Maybe even as late as 2010, I was still loving. In fact, I saw. This band, with the Silver Sun pickups as their support, one of the best gigs I've ever been yeah, to. Yeah, you would have come in your pants. Oh, it was just it was just magnificence the whole way through. Instead of getting a good hour and a half, two hours, you got actually a good three hours of music, which was incredible. 
I'm talking about the Dandy Warhols. <laughs> are they an American group? They absolutely are an American group. And they have one of the most recognisable tunes of all time, which pops up on virtually every third advertisement on your TV. I think I know the one. It's an afford ad for sure. It's called Bohemian Like You. Yeah, that's cool. And I cannot go past that one, which is from 13 Tales of Urban Bohemia. But I want to give some real love to some of their other albums as well before I do so. The lead singer is Courtney Taylor Taylor and, you know, he was one of these dudes who clearly just got around fucking everything that moved. <laughs> you know, good looking, tall dude, smoked a lot of weed because this is a really weed band, Wayne, so I'm really surprised that you're not. I, I also am like, because I, I only know them through you. I assume they're Aussie because you liked them. No, no, I came out of Portland, Oregon. There so, you go. Yeah, that's probably enough introduction. Oh, there are other, oh, sorry, the other albums I was going to say. Come Down has a lot of their songs on there, including a song which is about... Um, be as cool as Kim Deal from the Pixies and 13 Dollars from Urban Bohemia was a right around the sort of turn of the century. Welcome to Monkey House, very, very good album as well. And then they're in a, a really strange documentary called Dig, which is about them and the Brian Jonestown Massacre and how they made it big and the Brian Jonestown Massacre didn't and how this resentment built between them. And then Auditorium I still like, and then it starts to fall away. <laughs> late 2000 and, and first decade of the 2000s. The Rod Stadium. So, okay. Yeah. So anyway, back to their heyday with this song, Bohemian Like You. That's the part. That's the yeah, part. yeah. Maybe okay. I should have gone with that part. But, I'm uh, thinking that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these decisions you make on the fly and you regret them soon thereafter. But I think everyone knows that song from that. But I thought you'd like it most because it's mostly about trying to bet a chick. I, I did not listen to it at all, and I don't know why you think I would like that. Part, <laughs> but the woohoo is quite good. <laughs> and if you can bet a chick while going woohoo, all the more power to Wade. Have we all done that? Have we all done <laughs> just me? No. All right. <laughs> That's my uh, number six. We're halfway through the list, Wayne. What's your number five? Okay, my number five. Uh, my list does read a little bit like the uh, Americana playbook of classic songs, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I think I, I started liking this group when I was in high school, and uh, a lot of good memories come with this band's music. They are probably most well-known for their song, Free Fallin'. Oh, uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, baby, or American Girl. They also did a great song called uh, Learning to Fly. Uh, I, but love, one, I love Learning to Fly. Learning to Fly is great, isn't it? Um <laughs> I have chosen this one, which Sorry. does have Johnny Depp and Faye Dunaway in the music video. Oh, right, weird like singing. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? But um, the it's, it's it's a song called "Into the Great Wide Open." Okay, and, I've never heard this song. Oh, I love this one. This is so great. Uh, give it a try, Polly. There was a um, literally. This is another example of, of of me coming to the party late. But they, it was a Tom Petty, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' greatest hits album that I listened to, and I was like, 
almost every one of these things is a banger. Even like, I won't back down. I didn't necessarily care for that one, and then it just grew on me. So this is one of those things where it well, happened. Wow. Yeah. Man. Because I typically don't like people talking in songs, but for some reason it works on this one. So, I mean, that's what his voice sounds like. Tom Petty and Heartbreaker. Uh, sorely missed, Tom, Br- Tom Petty. He's, uh, he's an American legend. He is. Rest in peace. My number five band, then, is a band that would be higher on my list if not for the fact that the one time... Uh, I saw him at a festival as well once and they got to play like a like 45-minute set and that was fine. But oh, yeah. the one time I went and saw them in their own dedicated concert, it was clear they were tired and couldn't give a fuck and they went through the motions. So I dropped them down at my list. Who? It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, my God. It's huge for Paul to, to talk down about the RHC pizzle. Now I've acknowledged the bad. Let's talk about the good. This is a band which has sustained the test of time longer than maybe any band on my list and stayed together in large part. Obviously, there's always changes in, in a band like they're this. still around? Yeah, they're still going. Still going to this day. I couldn't tell you what their last album was called. I have checked out, I must admit. But all the way from the late 80s, all the way, I would say, until the early 2010s, that's a big time for a band to be relevant in your life. And by the way, I should have emphasized this at the top of the countdown. I firmly believe music that you get into in your mid to late teens mm-hmm. defines you in terms of your music taste moving forward. I would go along with that because when you listen to music in high school, you haven't got the complexity and kind of uh, no headspace that happens when you're an adult. So you've got time to delve into it. You've got time to read album covers back when there was albums <laughs> and shit like that. Not just that, but it's like whatever speaks to you then is probably your style well, of Well, you're music. being devel- you're developmental yes. at that stage, right? Yeah. So, so you're so learning what to like. Right by the end of my teens, I got into Triple J and alternative music and whatever. Did he ever? And, and, yeah. <laughs> and 17, 16, 17, that's when most of these bands are huge for me and they remain huge at that time of life. These are all my favorite songs come from that era, the early to mid-90s. Oh, that maybe. was our heyday. That was early our heyday. 2000s. Whereas, yeah, someone who's 10 years younger would probably define it 10 years later I really do believe well I think that um, Red Hot Chili Peppers literally every party I went to in that (laughs) 7 year period had this playing so I'm gonna guess you're gonna play Give It Away well look that is my favourite song because that's Paul fucking knows he he once fucking sings along to myself and friend friend to the show friend to us Steve and I sat down one day in our room my room and learnt that thing off by heart and that's when Paul was gay (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, if there's any song that's going to make me gay, apparently it is Give It Away Now. But <laughs> Ironically. Blood Sugar Sex Magic is one of my greatest albums of all time. There are so many great tracks on that thing. Because of you, I know what the album cover looks like. Yeah, because Anthony, of you. Anthony Keaters, of course. Flea, who still pops up in acting gigs now. Baby Driver, not that yep. not that long yep. ago. Something else that. very, very recent. Was he in, not Babylon, was it Amsterdam? The was one he with David O. Russell, I think he was in that movie. Yeah, okay. oh, heavy, yeah, I think he was, he was, yeah. So he's still acting as well now. And then, you know, Chad Smith and John uh, He was one of the first guys to come out, I remember. Like, it was a big deal back in the 90s. Yeah, so yeah. leading the way there as well. I just think they were, they, were, they were a really progressive band and just fused all these different kinds of music into what I think is was a really unique sound at the time of their heyday. No I one agree. else. I would agree. No one else sounded like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now there's countless imitators but back then 30 years ago like who the fuck is this band this mm. sounds awesome it's so different and you know funk and metal and rap and you know the, their cover of stevie wonder's high ground is one of the best covers ever made I remember that. in my opinion so yeah that had to be on my list that's why red hot chili peppers are here from all their albums even like stadium arcadium and some of their later stuff still gets high rotation and in fact i'd say one of the one of my only songs I can play from start to end is a Red Hot Chili Peppers song as well, Make You Feel Better. Okay. <laughs> which, is, which is also could be on my list for that reason. So What's this one? This one. I'm going to go. Yeah, give it away. <laughs> and I'll lead into it with this one question, Wayne. 
What you got? You got to give it to your mother, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll give it to your mother. What yep. Wayne's got, he wants to get it, put it in you. <laughs> my number five, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Lovely, lovely. Um, my number four, by the way, when I do lists like this, which have popular appeal, I tend to consult my friends. I know a lot of musicians and I say, hey, what would you put in your top? Oh, so you cheat. I cheat. No, I <laughs> canvas for opinion, Paul. Um, I but- look at the Facebook list community. I see, that's the thing. I never do that. Yeah, okay. You do that. So yeah, I think you cheat more than me. So... <laughs> I gave you an out. Playing for the crowd, even. Um, so anyway, uh, and I and I didn't. Uh, someone came to me and said, "How about this band?" And I'm like, "Shit, I can't believe I didn't think of them until this morning." This band here, I'm sure this is gonna be on Paul's list, but maybe not because I thought Nirvana would be on his list and it didn't either. So the band is Toto. Everyone, it's fucking Toto's Toto. Toto's got one great song, and thankfully that's the one you've picked here. Bitch, Toto please. has got please. <laughs> Bitch, Toto's got fucking Rosanna. It's got motherfucking yeah. like um, Pamela. It's got tons. Some good songs and you know what how many different chicks does he sing about uh it's a good point <laughs> <laughs> hold the line love isn't always on time Pamela whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. wait 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 Susie no this time Should- okay well look this is the thing right Toto I wonder why likes it there's three dudes in this band. The, the, the guy that uh, my dad used to like is Steve Lukather, right? And uh, he's like the lead guitarist. And I remember at the, as a kid watching this instructional video back then, before YouTube, of him watching Luke, Steve Lukather doing something So because my dad was in a band. And I was like, oh, who's this guy? And that's when I started getting into the music and stuff. But like, I mean, I they, got into them on the basis of Scrubs. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> Paul knows it because of Scrubs, and that's why I assumed it would be on his list. But for the rest of the people who listen to it out, music, listening to the Toto. Toto, exactly. And of course, if you say Toto, you could pick one of those songs I mentioned, <laughs> but I'm gonna pick this one. So everyone, Toto and Africa. That was going to be a big hit, that song. Dude. The, that clip is fucking terrible. Oh, no. The, all these 70s bands clips are fucking horse <laughs> shit, my friend. Dancing on some really shit CG kind of book, but it's just like, oh, we can work on Africa. We'll just spit a globe and, and have the oh, camera Oh, yeah. On you think there was big budgets <laughs> for MTV back before there was MTV? No, here's the thing. The band actually said that when he came to them with that, with that song, they were like, dude, you bless the rains down in Africa? That's what you're... He's like, yeah, man, let's do this. And then, of course, it did what it did, but no one expected it to be a hit. And, uh, you know, I mean... I think the thing about them is their harmonies and stuff. They've come to Perth a few times. I've seen them. Yeah, you have. Um, Yeah. So, you know, there you are. Uh, Africa. Toto. Very nice. My number four, then. (laughs) This is a nice song. My number four is from another band which stood the test of time over many albums from, again, the heyday in the early 90s for me through until, I would say, again, yeah, about 2010 or so before I started to lose a little bit of track of them. And then, um, tragically, the lead singer died in an accidental overdose, although he had a lot of drug problems throughout his life. Scott Wayland, I'm talking about Stone oh, yeah. Temple Pilots, who I saw once in Perth around about 10 years, maybe maybe 11 or 12 years ago, and they were phenomenal. They were so tight really? live. You know, 
I get it. If you're a pure musician, you want to hear the difference when a band plays live. You want to hear the, the rawness of no, it no, all. No, no, I disagree with that. Whereas I, as a fan, Absolutely. I just want to hear something as close to what I love. You want the blueprint, don't you? Yeah. I mean, sure, go off and no, add in me, something else. Yeah, but do that in a, in a do that in the bridge and where you make it yeah. up or something. Don't actually start fucking with the tempo and shit like that. Just make it here like I want it and to. And when it sounds so like, you know, the, the vocals sound like this. And, and hang on, but it was melodic when you... If it's not recognizable, then how are you going to yeah. feel your balls when you hear Snow it? Snowdell Pilots came out, said, Hello, Perth. He started singing. He was not personable. He was not a front man at all. But dear God, he had a great voice. He drove to do Paul. The rest of the band were so tight. Like every song was just boom, go. And it was yeah? brilliant. Really? Can you tell me, your, please do plush? <laughs> yes. I can't get past plush. Come it's on, baby. That's their favorite shit, all right? Songs of all time from their album Core, which was their first album. And then they went on to, I think, maybe my favorite album there's Purple, because it's got. Almost every track on the album I love. Again, another nomination for one of my favorite songs of all bands. Oh, sorry, albums. albums of all time. Even their next one, um, Tiny Music and Number Four, good. Even Shangri La Di Da. So all those albums have tracks that I play to this you day. No one knows what an album is, right? <laughs> More than records, they do. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so yeah, I had to have Stone Temple Pilots here. It's a real tragedy. I think they're still playing with other people. I don't think they've actually unformed after. It's hard uh, when the lead singer like is yeah, they, they've replaced him like, with someone. But I'm I'm I must admit I'm not following no, the like, way that yeah. I used to anymore. But it doesn't matter because they have indelibly printed themselves on me with their again alternative rock sound and no better than this banger from their album Core Plush. You know what's actually great about that song? I learned to play that on guitar a little while ago. It's actually, nice. it's actually not that hard. You would think it would be. Yeah, you got to change the, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, when you put the fret. Capo. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. But more than that, um, that song is all fucking <laughs> can, verse. Can you tell how good I am at his guitar? <laughs> <laughs> that song is all verse, 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 verse. And the chorus only comes at the end. It's like, it's a really unusual kind of like way that it goes. But the chorus is banging when it turns up. And he kind of gets to play it all the way through really well. So... Very cool song. Nice Thanks. Uh, what's your number three? My number three is probably the most seventies-ish band I've ever had. What, more than Steve Miller. Yeah, buddy. Trust me. This is this is where we get psychedelia from, ladies and gentlemen. This song and this band is probably one of the most underrated bands from their era, despite having a shit ton of hits. Do you think they pop up all the time? You would think so, but the only you hear more about Jeff Lynne these days. It's ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, everyone. And um, I believe Jeff Lynne had a hit in the 80s with a song called Every Little Thing, which you may or may not remember, Paul. Mm. Um, but uh, this particular song here, it's called Sweet Talking Woman. In terms of its production and what happens in the song and the stages of the song, it is probably one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. I think that's the big thing about ELO was just how much more production and post-production Dude. went in and how... Oh. They were at the edge, from what I knew anyway, of mm. what music could do. Absolutely, because they like you had to have almost an orchestra on stage to do all this stuff. So that's like, wow, you really get your money's worth if you see an ELO concert. So if they came, I would shit my pants. But uh, yeah, let's hear it, Polly. ELO, Sweet Talking Woman. Searching all out, all out, 
some of that. Right, a little that production action right there. Back when it was cool to synthesize. So <laughs> still cool to synthesize. Damn it. Well, you know, yeah, it's coming back. World. It's coming Any- back. Anyway. Coming back. All right, very nice. Didn't expect that one to come our way. My number three is not Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> it is instead an al- a band, I should say, which has recently lost its drummer. Taylor Hawkins died tragically. Oh, also, of course, of course of this band's here. a combination of an overdose. So it's Dave Grohl recovered from the loss of Nirvana to create, I think, one of the greatest rock acts of all time. They're coming to Perth in about... Three and a half months. You're going to take it? I am going. I have tickets. Cannot fucking wait to see Foo Fighters. Very, very excited to see their new iteration. This is a band which literally has withstood the test of time. Mm. Every single one of their albums I have songs I like from. I don't like some of their latter stuff as much as their early stuff, but they had a really great album about 10, 11 years ago with Dear Rosemary and and those songs on on there as well, Rope as well. But we've got to go all the way back to the classics. I think... One by One has the best songs on yeah. it, but for an album which does not disappoint from beginning to end, every single track is excellent. Is There is nothing left to lose before that. All killer, no filler. Exactly. Yeah. But my favorite song of theirs goes all the way back to The Color and the Shape, which also has some bangers on that album too. This is the best they ever were, but they've continued on to, really, as I said, release some really, really great songs. And I'm talking about Monkey Wrench. Yeah, even I love this song. From the color of the shape, 997, here we go. Very hard to turn that one down. It Holy is, it really is, it shit. Is. It's a great, it's a banger. You know what? It's a, that was, to me, that era, like, what did you say? Late 90s? 97. 97, yeah. They don't. You don't hear that much about like, the the one that I always hear from them that I like is you know the um the music video had the Mentos the Futos thing yes. in there. I can't remember what that song was, but um that one it's this called Big call, Me. This is Big a call. Me. No, Big Me. That is one's it? called Big Me. Yeah. Um, and then like they did this thing about I want to say ten years ago where they re- released a song which is the poppiest radio friendliest song ever. It's called Wheels, and I heard it and I'm like, oh, are they doing this stuff now? Ooh. And then Dave Grohl even at a concert said. We released this song and no one in the whole world wanted to listen to it except the people in like Sweden or something like <laughs> So then they played it in that concert. So yeah, I like that they can still do poppy shit. There you go. I like that they are willing to sort of mess the formula just enough. Not too much. Not fucking Radiohead so much. Uh, yeah. That's which is the reason why Radiohead's not on my list. Sorry, Radiohead lovers around the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But their early stuff, Radiohead, I love. But then I fucking hate everything they put out in the last half of their career. So, so. I take it even the, just the Tom York solo shit you hate as well? Mm, the some okay stuff. Some okay stuff, yeah. But yeah, that's why Radiohead's not on my list. But whereas when the Foo Fighters mess with shit, like they, you know, they release an album where the Rocky shit's on one side and the acoustic shit's on the other. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. No, it's cool. It's cool. Dave Grohl's a genius. He's one of the greatest musicians that I think has ever lived and more power to him and I really hope the Foo Fighters can still kill it when they are travelling. Minus Taylor Hawkins, rest in peace. You know, speaking of Dave Grohl, he has a favourite drummer and that drummer is in my number two's band. Mm. Yeah, it's the Beatles. All right, that's my number two. Ooh. Yeah, so he actually, there's a video online where... I think you might have just won this gown down if, well, if there was any doubt at all. Well, no, no. With the, well, the, the Except the, with the vocal minority. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing. A lot of drummers actually talk about how Ringo was the bomb and he was the king of feel and things like that. 
But the the Beatles, like, imagine trying to pick one of their songs. Everything is like whatever. And I know there's a. There's I'd a find it pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, there's a disgruntled <laughs> movement, probably led by Paul on land. We don't like the fucking Beatles. No, I don't. I don't hate the Beatles. No. they're not for me. Okay, but I'll tell you this, folks. Um, as a guy who, yes, again, they were before my time. Yada yada yada. However, this is stupid, but. There was a game not too long ago called the Beatles Rock Band, right? It was the Beatles version of the Rock Band, that fucking whatever the guitar thing. Oh, yeah, love that. Rock Band was my fucking jam. Was your jam? Okay, well, check it out. I played so many hours on that game. Drums and vocals hard to fucking believe, but mainly guitar. Yeah, well, this is the thing. The opening to that song, to to that game, is online. You should look it up. Beatles Rock Band intro, okay? Where they animate all of like the aspects of their career and stuff. And it is the it actually gives me chills how good it is, right? right? And one of the songs that I picked up from there, I'm like, you know what? This song is fucking outstanding. And it's this one right here, Polly. It's uh well, just give it a play. I mean, they've done a million songs and I'm not gonna go through them. This one here is probably maybe my favorite of the top five of theirs. Wow. All right, here we go. Percussion, it's like, oh, fucking hell, that's cool. So, yeah, listening hard to it in a movie, in a music a way, Ringo Starr. Ringo, Ringo. Yeah, so, um, yeah, love me some Beatles. And honestly, I think the only reason they're not my number one is that there's a band that's my favorite, but these are probably the greatest. So, there you go, that's me. Fair enough. All right, then, couldn't get much different than my number two. Yeah, I bet your number two. Well, let's just hear it. <laughs> My number two comes from a band which I've now seen three times in concert. And if they deign to travel to my part of the world, including to the other side of Australia, but don't come to Perth, I will fly there to see them. Mm-hmm. I've done such that a couple times. is my... Obsession is too strong a word, but such is my fascination for them and the music they produce. And it was the last concert I saw. In fact, the last concert I've been to because it was just before COVID mm. slammed into Perth in a, in a... Well, at least into Australia in a big way. So I saw them in... February 2020, and they were absolutely incredible. You speak, of course, of the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost not worth laughing about, but no, that was good. Well done. No, I'm talking about Tool. (laughs) Like I said, couldn't be any more fucking different. Uh, Tool is one of these bands who they don't drop an album every three years or every two years. They drop an album every about seven years. Yeah, they're the Daniel Day Lewis of the rock set. That's a really good way of putting it. I love it. Daniel Day Lewis of the rock world, alternative rock world. And when they do, like, there's so many layers to their music. And I'm sure that we could have a Tool fan on the show who could explain it all to us. I can just tell you that I respond to the sound they put out. If I had a favorite song of Mm. all time. It's probably this one. Go on. And it does change, not on a daily basis, but it does change from time to time, from moment to moment. Occasionally I feel like, oh, no, that's a really good song, but I think I like this one better. But nope, I always come back to Stink Fist. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you guys talking about Stink Fist when we were kids, and I'm like, I bet that's a joke. Because you listen to like a group called Green Jelly and they had weird names yeah, for their songs green, and stuff. Green Jello, but yes. But Stink Fist, what's it go like? Let's hear it. Let's, uh, let's hear a bit of a Stink Fist as a, with Maynard as on to feel it. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> As opposed to Wayne's Weekend. <laughs> That's just Stink Indeed. Finger. Indeed. <laughs> right. 
how you love someone, Wayne. Stick your <laughs> fist up their ass until your elbow's in it. Uh, that certainly is it's a so, song. <laughs> it's so the cool the bomb. <laughs> the bum. <laughs> the bum. <laughs> Didn't they have an album called Enema? They did. Anima. 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 That's, that Anima. is this album. Oh, uh, okay. Nice one. Um. <laughs> yeah, look, th- that vocal styling is that, that, like, if you see these guys live, it's hard to describe it. It's Nirvana for me as a music fan. Like it, it speaks to everything about me. That that gig they did, I was up in the bleachers. I was like mm. twelve rows back from the very from the very back, and it felt like I was standing right in oh, front. Oh, that's of them. huge! Where... It was so huge okay. at, at um, um, HBF Arena. No, oh, yeah, not yeah. HBF Arena. Uh, RAC Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, in, that's good. Indoors, it oh, was phenomenal. Nice. Um, how many piece band is it a lot of them? Four. Four. Okay. Cool. Very nice. All right. And that, well, you know, with you. People that accompany them on, you know, oh, you know the, 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 the sessions guitarists the behind yeah. them. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, very cool. Uh, well, my 10 to 1, ladies and gentlemen, goes like this 10 Beach Boys, 9 Nirvana, 8 Steve Miller Band, um, 7, <laughs> <laughs> seven Chicago, 6 Fleetwood Mac, 5 Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, 4 Toto, 3 ELO, 2 The Beatles, and my number one, which has probably been my number one for the longest time, I would say, is The Police. Uh, because I love Sting yeah, okay. and I love the police. Not surprised by that. Yeah, when but when they kind of, I didn't realize that was your favorite band. Yeah, it's 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 probably because like like you said, their music stayed with me for the longest. Like when it like and Sting stuff as well. I actually think he has more stuff than the police. But I remember their greatest hits. Wait, so are you saying it's because Sting has stuck with you? No, it's because uh, the police music, especially their things like Every Breath You Take and stuff like that, there's not a time where that comes on and you're not, your head doesn't perk up, or mine doesn't perk up and go, oh, and listen to that, you know? And so even though that song is probably their their biggest hit and the most well-known hit, and by the way, they came, not just Sting, but the police came maybe, fuck, 15, 10 years ago, whatever, to Perth. Minus Sting. No. All of them. Oh, all okay. three of them. Okay. They reformed, right? And I saw that concert, and there's only three of them on stage. No guitars, no no musicians around them, and they sounded like a full band. In fact, so much so that my cousins were at the same concert. It was such a big concert. I didn't know where they were. They're in the other side of the stadium, and I get this text: deet, deet, "These cunts rock." So do they also say, and "Stevie Wonder can, can't see"? <laughs> <laughs> no, I texted that back to them. <laughs> but uh, the song I want to play for you here is. In my, it's probably my favorite song of theirs. It is not Every Breath You Take. It's this one. That's a shame. I like Every Breath You Take. Oh, no. It's the, you're going to like this one, too, I think. Maybe. Number one comment on YouTube for this particular song, Wayne, yeah. is this song was so great, I went to my time machine to sing it in Massachusetts in the 1600s. It didn't go over well. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, there are some odd people on YouTube. Uh, I should tell you, the police actually um, like styled themselves. Sting said that we were trying to get an anti-Stones band, anti-Rolling Stones band, and I've never liked the Stones. And they actually, they actually were well, sort I of spoke launched, to Wayne. Yeah, they actually launched uh, as a reggae band, believe it or not. What? Even yeah, a lot of their stuff, if you listen to the other shit, is actually reggae-ish. But uh, I just love the uh, the you know, versatility, and they're still amazing now. Like just to hear them. So yeah, the police. Every little thing she does in magic is my fave, but everything else they did was pretty great too. Nice, my ten through two. Then revealing my number one favorite band of all time. Number ten, Metallica. Nine, Eskimo Joe. Number eight, Soundgarden. 
at seven. Silver Sun pick up six. Danny Warhols, Red Hot Chili Peppers at number five. Stone Temple Pilots, STP at number four. The Foo, Foo Fighters at number three. <laughs> two, not tool. <laughs> Is that your nickname for them? Oh, it's the two. <laughs> oh, no, it's number two. I see what you're doing. Go on. <laughs> I don't know what you did there. Because you were doing that. All right, go on. But my number one band shouldn't come as no surprise to you, Wayne. Mm, hang on, give me a sec. Uh, you know what? It could be anything. I thought Nirvana was going to be your list. No, it is. A band that I've seen three times now. And it was the first ever concert I went to when they toured on Angel Dust, which was the name of their, well, third big album. Oh, NSYNC. Sorry. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> that joke's there, but you should have kept saying Backstreet Boys. I was going to say Taylor Swift, but she in a band. Word. <laughs> It's Faith No More. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Of course what were they thinking? What were they thinking? Mike Patton, who has one of the most distinctive and I would argue best voices in the history of the universe. Really? Yep. Really? Yes. Would <laughs> like me to prove it to you? Wayne. Yeah, go ahead. Once he joined the band, once Chuck Mosley was out of the picture after their first album, and he came on in time to do the real thing, which was their second big studio album, and the one which put them on the map in 1990 with the banger I'm going to play here. But then they went on to do Angel Dust. They went on to do King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime. They went on to do Album of the Year. And then sadly, they parted way. So they kind of got out while the getting out was good in one level. So they've remained brilliant in my mind. And then they've reformed. And I saw a concert 10 years or 12 years or so ago. And? And they were coming back here before coronavirus fucking killed it again. Mm. And they rescheduled, rescheduled and canceled it. So I'm hopeful that I might get to see Faith more one more time. Before they go away. Best of luck, old man. But uh, yeah, I cannot speak to, again, kind of not just rock, but it's almost this funk infusion. They were so different and they varied their shit up. Some of their songs I fucking hate are not for me, but overall, their bangers absolutely live in my head and rent free. Rent free. And always will for the rest of time, including this one Epic by Faith No More. I think that song speaks volumes and probably should speak directly to your soul. Uh, what is it you about? You want it all. But you can't have but it. But you can't have it. Oh, yeah, it. that's life. Um, I'd just like to point out that, that Paul thinks that voice is the most distinctive yep. and best in rock, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Which is, you know, hey, hey. it's your thing. It's definitely... Uh, if you can like hear a, the differences, I can't, obviously that song is just no, one it's song, it's song with The song was very popular at its time and it was But if you heard what he can do in terms of his other songs, I could have played some of his Easy? more distinctive the stuff. The Commodore song, the Lionel yeah. Richie song. Not true, he can sing. Put no him doubt. on the map. Put no him doubt, on the map. No but uh, you hear his Mr. Bungle stuff versus this stuff and you will know what I'm talking about. Sure, right? sure. Anyway, that's my number one, Faith and More. Wayne, let's run it down real quick. Yeah. This episode's running real long once I edit out my uh, <laughs> efforts to edit things in. What okay. do you got for your honorable mentions? Well, on top of ABBA, I put in The Cure. Uh, wow. Yeah, I actually like a lot of their shit. They're, 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 it's a great song. Just Like Heaven is a really perfect song. Wow. Um, okay. There's a band the kids are listening to called The 1975. Very, very good. America, you can do magic. Fucking Talking Heads. Coldplay, I think, is a good band. Coldplay? I think Coldplay is a good band, and I'm not white, and yeah, I still it's think it's all yellow. Yeah, <laughs> Ironically, I am yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought I'd put Dave Matthews' band in there just to piss everyone off. <laughs> Does he have people in his band? Uh, what do you mean? Like, it's Dave Matthews, but does anyone else get. Like, oh, no, there's other crackers. The no, it's just like, um, it's like Steve Miller Band. You know, they did okay. something they called. Yeah. Uh, I had Radiohead, as mentioned. Pearl Jam. 
Nirvana, oh yeah, Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. Placebo, and Dire Straits. Placebo, I knew. Yeah, Dire Straits, yeah, Stadium Rock, baby. That's how we do. Very close, very very close to my list. Do Fantastic. That. But Dire Straits. That's Alice. What about yours? Wrap up every episode with, in terms of the topic at hand, with your feedback. We do that in a segment that we call the Pop Ten. Talk about Pop Ten. Talk about Pop Ten. Getting off this week's. Pop 10 with Chris Sutherland, who said Metallica, Fleetwood Mac, and Queen. So we got one Queen, each. yeah. Everyone likes Queen, right? Naming three sucks because I have 18,000 more. I know you're paying Welcome some. to our world, Chris. Top level patron to the show, and he had to be included here. Sai was out. Said number three, Akadaka. Yeah. Number two, Clinton's Creel Clearwater Revival. Yeah, yeah. Number one, Kiss. Yeah. yeah like nice. the hard rocks. Put them all in capitals as well. Stephen Burns said, number one, Bon Jovi, that is all. I'll put a gif of some little kid going, come at me, bro. <laughs> B Dizzle from the We Watch The Thing podcast and his co-host. Now, this is a music connoisseur right here. David Powell. Both of them are patrons of the show, David both Powell. Both of them are, actually. Very high level patrons as well, so I want to shout them both out here. Man, this is broad from B Dizzle. What was that, broad? Yeah. Okay. Number three, <laughs> Deluxe Smiths. <laughs> Why <are you> <laughs> To be fair, you dragged it out for a week and I didn't hear the end. <laughs> I thought you said this is bro. I mean, I don't make no damn sense. <laughs> All right, anyway, number three, the locksmiths. Number two, tool for Billy. Yes. Number three, no, no, wait. Number one, <laughs> the cure. Wayne, for you. Oh, hello. The fucking goat, he what says. What a dog. I could name 10,000 fucking more. Good luck with this one, lads. Mm-hmm. David Powell, his co says, Jesus, this changes almost daily. Not sure that Jesus does change almost daily, David. No, but anyway. he's very stalwart for some people. <laughs> <laughs> Today, it's number three, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. What the fuck? I knew he'd pull some shit like this. That's probably not even a real word. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put Yeah, go on. Looking forward to catching up with David for a beer in uh, Sydney in, in a couple months' time. Number two, Black Sabbath. <laughs> okay. Number one, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, fucking I knew he'd say that. Knock that one. <laughs> Josh Ragland, another patron of the show. So number three, the Beatles. Number two, they might be giants. Number one, what? Pearl Jam. It might be giants, baby. That's their cool. Their last couple of albums have been okay, but their first eight were awesome. They have also put on one hell of a live show, I would agree. When I finally got to see Pearl Jam, they were very, very good. Alan Smith said, number three, Tragically Hip. Number two, Beastie Boys. Mm. <laughs> number one, Nirvana. Yeah. Dean Jeffrey from the Movie Journey podcast said, what a topic. Number three, Tool. Yes. There you are. Number two, U2. Yeah, no, look. U2 in its day was fucking Woo-hoo. the shit. So then someone's put all of their songs on your f- album on your iPad without you fucking knowing about it. Oh, that's right. They did that. And then they deal. got the fucking damage the shit out of them. So I would say that I am heading to Las Vegas where they are going to play that new Sphere. Yeah, that would, I'd go to like that. three months. And I try to get tickets when the, the week we were there. And it's like... No, you have to be a month later to get a ticket to that shit. And then a month later, it was like $800 for a ticket. One ticket? Yeah. Fuck off. So not doing that. Anyway, yeah. number Daylight says, Dean, after you two, to Radiohead, the greatest and most diversive band of all time. Divisive. Diverse. Diverse, he said. Not oh, diversive. Okay. Diverse. Okay. Their album progressions show the band's willingness to adapt and experiment at every crossroad. Truly magical. Until they get shit, Dean. Until they get <laughs> shit. Well, well done. Well played, sir. Mina Harker, a.k.a. Dan, said, man, there's a lot of wrong answers to the listen community. <laughs> Imagine what he thought of the show then. <laughs> I'll just say, sorry, Mina. Number three, The Roots. 
Number two, Glenn Miller Orchestra. Number one, the Funk Brothers. Don't know a single song of any of them. I know all of them, and I, he's got a whole thing going on there. Stick. Adam Cracknell said, this is a tough list, extremely tough list to make. Constantly changes depending on the mood. Number three, Slipknot. Number two, Foo Fighters. Number one, Linkin Park. That's your this jam. is the only one that stays at the top of my list. Nice. Um, side note, everyone. One time Paul's ex-girlfriend was in the States and a big bus full of dudes came out and said, yo, get in the bus. And she said, get fucked. And then as they drove away, her friend said, do you know who that was? Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Park. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that story. I do now. You mentioned it as mm-hmm. well. Scott Thornton said, number three, the Skints. Number two, the Prodigy. Number one, Deftones. I saw them at a massive festival and then again a month later at Tiny Gig. It was amazing both times. I can cur- Oh, Jesus Christ. I've just realized I've omitted someone from my list that should have been on there. Who? Muse. I'm amazed. I was going to say, Muse oh, has got to be there. What an idiot. And that Starlight song Wayne I wins. actually like. Wayne wins. <laughs> just vote for Wayne. I'm at, I'm going to vote for Wayne this week only on the oh, basis. Yeah, how did Muse not get in there? Muse would be in my top three. The, Paul's Facebook personal private is a Muse album cover. The Resistance. So, yeah, there's yeah. a joke behind These that. things happen sometimes. Oh, my God. God, what a dickhead. <laughs> That's right. I can scroll through my iTunes. Fuck you, iTunes. You fucking suck. I'm telling you, man. YouTube music. Word. <laughs> oh, God. That's disgraceful. There, That's the bombshell we're ending the show on. I am an idiot. <laughs> Wayne Wee. Happens all the time. I do it all the time. Fuck me. That's just a... Yeah, because I was going to say one. that like Scott Thornton did, I saw Muse at the Tynal Gig and Festival Hall where, I don't know, 4,000, 5,000 people. And I was like... Four rows from the maybe it's not even that many people. I can't. I remember you telling me about this concert. It was amazing. The light went on you and, stuff. and then I don't know. Three six months later, I saw them at a big huge festival, like the big huge huge gig where there was twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people in attendance, and it was equally as awesome. And yeah. I've seen them like six fucking times. That thing that Matt, what's his name, Matt Bellamy, Matt Bellamy, he's got that fucking chaos pad on his yes. guitar. That so that's good. fucking crazy. I don't like their new album at all. In fact, I fucking hate it, but they've had so many good albums up until that point, I'm prepared to forgive it. Yeah, these things happen. So there we are. Anyway, Muse Regret aside, Wayne, how do the good folk get in touch with us and let us know their feedback on the topic? (laughs) That's so dumb. (laughs) While Paul's lamenting, I'll tell you that you could uh, search for The Countdown Podcast, get all our socials, uh, hit up thecountdownpodcast.com, sorry, website or The Countdown. (laughs) Fuck, what is the fucking email address? Countdownpodcast at gmail.com. That's it. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a long recording, this one. It's a big long recording. <laughs> it is a long recording. But for a very good reason, when you've named nine of your top ten bands. <laughs> Paul's going to be spewing about this for the next two, three years. So just be advised, everyone. You're getting your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be references to this omission for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, the days. Let's do that. Yeah, look, next week, Wayne, we are doing a little bit of an experimental one. That's what right. What is it? Paul and I are going to pitch our top five movie sequels. These are sequels that have not actually happened yet. But we're like, you know, if we want to do a sequel to this show, it should be this and that happens and this does. And that's how it's going to be. Another experimental show for you folks. A little bit of little work involved. Have to do some, some prep. Prep, definitely. <laughs> Clearly, but, you know. unlike fucking today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we pre- Sometimes the best laid, my friend. It just works out that way. All right. I'm very sorry. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And thank you so much for joining us today. And this has been the Soundboard That's all of you crying out in pain. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. (laughs) 